I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You can't handle the truth. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Fuck you. You are a liar. You are a self-confessed liar. If you stop waffling, we might get some work on you. Where'd you get these two guys from? Would you like a sweetie? Arnie, cut. Get out. Get out. Smith. Touch. What a touch. Money Smith. For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass. And that's the bottom line. Welcome everyone to another edition of OnlyFans Football Podcast. The way it is, myself and Dave are on a pilgrimage to Liverpool to watch Liverpool take on Fulham and Anfield. Um, successful bout with tickets this time, hopefully. Um, a reliable, a more reliable source this time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to the game, though. I actually can't wait for it. Um, initially, I was kind of like, I'm not really arsed to Liverpool again, but then the last couple of days, I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been a, a mad couple of days because it was actually my birthday on Friday. And with the kind of silly season and swing, mm-hmm. we've been like flat out, you know, gargling. And the thoughts of getting up at this ungodly hour it's now like 10 past 6 here in Dublin airport you can probably tell by your voice I have I no energy I'm actually quite tired huh? I, I actually thought it was alright it slept well last night yeah it was now it's grand like it, once you, when you get into the swing of it it's grand mm-hmm. but up to that it's, it's a bit of a nightmare um, but we got up we're here in Dublin airport um, butler's coffee mm-hmm. um, chicken royale from Burger King a deathly combo as yeah. Dylan Pigeon put it mm-hmm. but um yeah, no, really looking forward to it. Um, Fulham have done all right this year, I'd say. Mark O'Sullivan's a good manager. Um, they come off the victory against Wolves on Monday. Mm-hmm. Liverpool come off a victory against Lask on Thursday in the Europa League, which saves them through to the next round. Um, what have you made of Liverpool this season, Dave? I, I think we're grand. I think we're like we're not actually in peak, peak form, and we're only two points off top, well, now five points because Arsenal won yesterday. So like, it's a bit mad, like, but the only thing is we don't have a six, but we can keep the momentum going. You, you don't really know where this team can go, but I, I think we could do really well. Yeah, four points off Arsenal, which is mad when you kind of put into context that Dave Champions League football obviously were in Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only result today... They have a game ahead of us as well. The game played more, yeah. yeah. The, only, the only result we need today, honestly, is, is a win. Mm-hmm. We've been to Liverpool games in the past where... We've seen Liverpool drop points. I think the Spurs game with, with Dylan and Kilo a couple of years ago. Yeah. Century losses the league. That was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also seen look at Liverpool win derbies against Everton and the like. So mm-hmm. I um, want to win the league. It's one of those mm-hmm. things where today is actually in the context of it when the way you put it with five points behind Arsenal actually is quite a big game. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm kind of roll off, and I'm not gonna lie. Um, the results <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> can you not hear my voice? 
I didn't really um, keep up with the football <coughs> yesterday because we're out in Guinness, but we were in the Sydney United game, though, Gary. Yeah, shout out to Gary Val, <laughs> who was out himself. He was the um, pup. Yeah, just look at the results yesterday. Arsenal did win two one. Mm. Um, only got five in the end. They did, yeah. I had them in the last man standing. I was thinking between them and Brentford, which Brentford obviously pumped Leighton three one, but. Uh, Last time I picked Arsenal, last man standing, they drew two all at home mm. against Fulham, mm. and then it went two one. I was looking at, it, I was like, ah. no, not again. <laughs> um, don't be wrong. If they had the draw, I would have been happy because we would have gotten a couple of points on Arsenal if we did win today. I said it to Kieran on Monday. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is probably Arsenal's best chance of winning the league because yeah. they're not really firing. They're not really doing that well, mm-hmm. but they're still picking up a lot of results. Yeah, like I think they like Timbers out injured. They have a few injuries, yeah. so they are kind of doing really well. I, um, no man, I'd be worried about them this year, and I wasn't yeah. previous to that. So mm. it's it's kind of a bit mind-boggling that they're in this position. See, I don't really know myself. Like, they're not really a, like a top top. Like, like, they haven't won that yet. You know what I mean? So it's very hard to say. You know what they're actually going to do. Mm. Like, even before Liverpool won the league, everyone was saying like Klopp has actually, hasn't actually won a trophy with the team, but we won the Champions League. Then that gave us a bit of momentum going into the following year. But. Uh, I think the only real hope Arsenal would have is if Rodriguez goes out. Like as the same with KDB, KDB going out hasn't really affected Man City. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. It's it's one of those things where as long as Arsenal keep taking over, keep picking up points, they're just going to yeah. be a threat. So mm-hmm. um, City, I don't think City have really hit top form yet either. So it's yeah. one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burnley won five now. Vincent Company finally it's getting a gets win. Me. Over, yeah, he I taught me a bit I more think, hard. I think the two wins this season have come against Luton and Sheffield United. Well, the game just supposed to win um, against your rivals now. The main ball. I don't know. I think he's. I think he's a ball for us. Doesn't he head in? This Sheffield United team man, are actually so bad. Yeah, they look terrible. I know. I've been. I've been on their side the whole time. Like they got, mm-hmm. like McBurney gets sent off early on for being a fucking yeah. idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nil all at that point. Yeah. It was not. I was sorry. It was two 0 Sorry to Borne at that point. Nah, so, so the game was kind of gone. Anyways, but yeah. you'd be frustrated. I suppose the other relegation candidates, everything. They won one 0 away in London Forest. Yeah, that was a big win for them. Now, in fairness, mm. um, I was kind of keeping an eye on that one because I got a pick for them in the last couple of minutes and fan tracks before it started against Rory. It was actually a good pick. He got twelve points. So happy uh, enough with that. But uh, I, I think I actually think everything would be safe to be honest. They have more than enough. The yeah. other three teams that just. Way, 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 way worse. Make me feel Dwight McNeil, Dwight McNeil with the goal there. I think he has like three goals in four years. Yeah. In Premier League football, which is quite a stat. The last game, the late game, the late, late game. Mm-hmm. Um, prime time TV in Saudi Arabia, yeah. just for, for anyone who's interested. Yeah. Um, they have a fucking grip of Newcastle in the Premier League. But mm-hmm. Newcastle uh, won, wasn't it, in the end? 1 0, yeah. Man United 0. Yeah. Anthony Gordon with the goal again. Kieran Trippier was actually looking a good player, that Anthony Gordon. Mm. I don't like him, though. Gordon with the goal. Um, Trippier with the assist. Mm-hmm. Kind of like copying pace for a lot of this season because they're That's just out from Sawyer. Um, you know what, man? I don't think, actually think they did that bad in the game. Mm-hmm. I just I think Newcastle just kept my arms length and then hit them. Or a horse, but yeah. you know, it didn't really do a whole lot in the game either. So. Like when you look at like they pumped, they pumped uh, Chelsea last week 4 1. Mm. In midweek, they draw 1 all to PSG. They should have robbed that game. Oh, they're robbed, they're robbed, yeah. Like when you looked at man, a couple of years ago, if you had to set them right, you'd beat 
Chelsea handy for one at home. You'd beat United, and then in Europe, you draw one all the way from mm. home to PSG. They buy the hand off it. Yeah. So it's a bit mad. It's, it's a mad story. It's um, what money does, you know. Like St James's Park, not for everyone. St Darwin's no. Park, as I call it. Yeah, St Darwin's um, Park. Yeah. That's a mad one. I, I like. I, I think Newcastle still have a long way to go to be kind of challenging, but yeah. As long as Sky keep doing their games to prime time TV in Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia, I suppose they'd be doing well. Every, every game they have on Sky. Oh, like, Jesus Christ. It was on, on BT now, like, or TNT last night. But the days were the around from the early kickoff to the 8 o'clock. Yeah, I think it was something thing, to do with. They bought rights. They, they, no, well, I, they, I think the rights were requested for this game to be moved really? back because they were playing PSG so on Wednesday night, something like that. So, oh, it's mad stuff. Um, so they, they were able to get the game moved back? Good for them. Um, Wish we could do the same. The last, I suppose the last thing we chat with before we hang up with this update yeah. from Dublin Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose you don't like predicting Liverpool games, so I'm not going to force a hand. Yeah. But it's the thing Liverpool need today is a win, and that's that's all really. Yeah, three points. But I will I will give a prediction. I'm not going to sit in the fence like Kieran would do. <laughs> um, I'm going to say I'm going to say three one to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be a prediction. Not going to go into too much detail. Three one. I think the thing with us this season is we definitely have the ability to score goals. You mm-hmm. know, like all of our forwards are like I think yeah seven or eight plus goals and assists. Mm-hmm. Like they're all doing very well. Defensively, I, I think defensively we're actually been doing all right as well. Yeah. But it's the midfield where it's the midfield. It's not the stand. kind of a rise, but I'd love to see Endo get a game maybe today. McAllister midfield. Yeah, maybe Endo get a run out, but. I don't know, I feel like in January get a big six and push for that second half of the season, you know. Mm. I think, well, I think it'd be interesting if Pellini's playing today. I yeah, don't know if he's fit. Because yeah. he'd be a player that we're looking at. They're yeah. looking at him for 80 million, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. 80 million is fucking mad. Yeah, a bit crazy. But uh, I, think, I think Liverpool, I, I think we'll win today. I do, I think we have, we're a better team. Mm-hmm. They don't have any right really to come downfield and, and turn us over. No. Um, Nunes hopefully on the score sheet. I yeah. don't see spots like oh, McAllister maybe mm-hmm. um, but I, I, me and Kieran have this theory that William's going to score so William? have an offer yeah, feeling yeah. that William's going to score but, um, yeah. we leave there so for a minute leave and we'll there. probably update you when we're in Liverpool having Spence, breakfast having but, uh, go on chat in a bit right so welcome back just for a small update live from Anfield half time here it's 2-2 Fulham really not letting Liverpool control the game the way Liverpool want but when Liverpool do get control of it, it does look like they're going to score. Um, with that being said, two goals were pretty much out of nowhere. And Alexis McAllister, screamer, on a Trent Alexander-Arnold free kick. Fulham, they've been just annoying Liverpool. I think that's why I describe it. Um, not really giving Liverpool, you know, too many opportunities in front of the goal. And then hitting them on the break. Two goals, I think Liverpool will be disappointed with from a, a defence point of view, especially Quivine Kelleher. Um it's pretty cold here in Anfield. Dave was sat down beside me, uh, wrapped up in his jacket, hat and all on. It's been a very good game of football, very entertaining to have football. Um, really good to be back in Anfield again. You'll never walk alone before the game. Emotional as ever. But yeah, interesting game so far. I do think Liverpool have the minerals to win this game, absolutely. But Fulham still look dangerous. Uh, Alex Awalby on the left-hand side. It's, it's giving, me, giving me a bit of a fright. Um, purely for the memes from the likes of Sen and Gary but um, yeah could be a good second half um, it's just weird when Liverpool's midfield like where is it you look at Fulham's midfield of Reid and Paolini and that's, that's kind of what you want 
it just hasn't kind of went the way Liverpool wanted so far but has been a really good game of football it's absolutely bitter here on Merseyside but yeah you'll hear back from us at the end of the game and we'll leave it there so Dave we're sat here in John Lennon Airport I know yeah bit of a on Merseyside in Liverpool bit of a, bit of a tension <laughs> in the air isn't it fucking hell bit of a static energy static energy as Tony Canto once said um, the reason being um, seems to be a flight delayed flying to Shannon I don't want to jinx our own flight um, our flight is leaving Liverpool please God at 5 to 12 yeah a bit of luck the flight to Shannon I don't know if that'll ever take off <laughs> so it's looking grim for, for them uh, very grim very grim um, Liverpool 4 Fulham 3 that was a good day just maybe yeah it was um, not as we expected my prediction was 3-1 oh my god quite a few more goals than expected um, to be honest with you not a great performance but we got the 3 points has mm. to be said um, thought McCall's was the best game yeah McCall's was good albeit we can see a 3 to be honest with you I thought Sabozla and Grabenberg weren't the best and let's not mention Darwin now as I suppose for the minute but uh, look, we have three points. We move on. Yeah, I remember saying this morning at twenty past five, Jesus wept, that yeah. Fulham had no right to come downfield and play how they did. And then they came downfield and played exactly like yeah. that. Um, Marco Silverman, he's an antifrist. He's he's a blue blue everything rat. Feel so. <laughs> um, disgruntled listeners walking by. Um, That's really nasty. <laughs> um, and Fulham came downfield and to be honest with you for large parts of the game they just stuck in it I think I said it at half time they're like a nuisance mm-hmm. for Liverpool um, the goals that Liverpool conceded didn't require a whole lot of effort which was I think frustrating yeah to a degree massive um, frustration especially the second goal from a corner you know second ball and it's, it's flicked into mm-hmm. Tete and Tete just flicks it over Keller and I think Keller is still much better yeah. and the first goal from the left hand side into Harry Wilson who puts it through legs Keller again I think he could have done better yeah I don't think Quivain had his best day at the office now to be honest with you mm. and then the third one fairness as well worked by Fulham clips into the back post mm-hmm. and Simicast just beating there we have an announcement hold on but Liverpool stuck at it um, and to be honest with you, I don't think we created a whole lot in the game. No. Which is very frustrating. Four worldies. Very frustrating. I think we were maybe lucky in a sense. Yeah. Um, the goal from Trent Alexander Arnold, free kick, was 4 to 2. Beautiful, beautiful goal. Couldn't have hit that any sweeter into the top corner off the, off the crossbar name. The second goal from Callister. Again, lovely, lovely finish. It's kind of like Mo um, Salah's goal against Chelsea a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, a bit. A bit. Putting in on his stronger foot and whacking it. Yeah, it feels like... It feels like McCall's just threw a foot at it. Yeah. And it was as if he sliced it a small bit. He obviously didn't go straight in. And then the third goal, Mataro Endo. Cracking goal. I don't know if I said it on the podcast last week or even this morning. That's a lot of grief. That I wanted him to get a game, I wanted him to start. Yeah. Comes on and to be honest with you, he just steadied the ship. I think he does that really well. He does that. He's very underrated in that sense where he, he almost plays in the half turn as well, a bit like Thiago. Gets on the ball, yeah. plays a plays a simple pass. Not as good doesn't do stupid things and safe. He's he's done really well. But the match winner, Trent Alexander Arnold. 
found himself in midfield today, um, which I think is probably the position he will probably End up in. perform his best in. Puts it in, volley on right foot. There's about, I think, 70 seconds between the, the third and fourth goal. And I've said it umpteen times in the podcast, I've been in Anfield and Liverpool have spanked everything I've been in Anfield and Liverpool have scored in the last minute. Yeah. That today was up there. Those scenes at the end were very good. Absolute names. Um, that young foot beside me narrating the whole game as well. Yeah, he's very good. There was a lad behind us as well, screaming into our ears as well for for most parts. Um, but Dave Trent Alexander Arnold, I know you have a lot to say about his position position in the team, but you okay. can't deny his performance today. He was very good. I, I think I think it just leaves too many gaps at the back. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and say it. I have to take Boyer right back in January and put him in the midfield. Have a proper back four. You're looking at me dead in the eye here, like you want to kill me, but. Well, you never had a proper back four really on the clock, though, when you think about it. Yeah, but. He always plays on the front foot. Extremely like. open now. I, I think, anyway, I think it's extremely open, but. Mm. Like, you can't doubt it. Like, he's getting assists and goals from where he's playing, but at the same time, that stability at the back just isn't there. Like, it, it's drawn Matt about to the right side, and he could be out for eight weeks, that's not getting to that, but. Mm. He's getting drawn out. If it's Ebu, it'll be a bit more. Sure about a book like Matt doesn't have the legs to be down that you know what I mean. We won the end, that's all matters, baby. We did and I think part of it we said it this morning about the thing being crucial, the three points and like you look you look around the league today, Chelsea got an arrow in, Spurs got a three all draw with City as well, which was again big result for Ange. Big result for Ange plus Coglu, so this team's still picking up points. If we had to drop points today, it would have been borderline Super catastrophic. Yeah. Do you know, that's that's how I see it. Yeah, considering how City dropped points as well. Mm. So we now find ourselves second on the table. Behind an Arsenal side who have a history of knocking off. Sorry, Jay. Um, have a history of knocking off, do you know, and kind of switching off and, and letting the teams in second place come back into it. So I wouldn't be surprised if. I'm be surprised if Arsenal, you know, were to fall at some point. I do still think they're the real deal, for lack of a better term. But yeah, I, I, th- I think, think the I think the Liverpool team is the real deal as well. Um, I believe one or two transfers in the window in January, and I don't think the Liverpool side is far off the top teams in the league. Don't think so. Oh. People coming off. People coming off a Ryanair flight. Here's helping safely. Hopefully, it's hopefully, Jesus, we have to have a surgery. A dramatic game. Dramatic win. I hope this, this vlog probably hasn't been the most energetic, but we do hope you enjoyed it. Me and Kieran probably will be back. Right, welcome back to Dublin. Uh, I'm joined by Kieran this time. Um, following Same a lovely, podcast. A lovely away days, I know. Yeah. Last time I was joined by Dave. That's the point I'm making. Um, joined by Kieran. Surprise! We're in, in Mooney's of Abbey Street. Drinking a Guinness, that is unbelievable. I think it's the best, the best Guinness I've had in months. I go as far as to say, it's just. I was saying there before the record, pre-record, as they say, pre-record, pre-record. Yeah, I was saying this. This is the best kind I've had in months. Just the creaminess. I just got the. I got taste straight away. I was like, oh, that's. Is like, that the Christmas fever? Like liquid it? heroin. Yeah. Okay. Incredible. <laughs> wow. Um, it is very creamy. We're, as I said, we're sat here in Mooney's Valley Street. We're in a bit of a, like, as the cure said, in between days. Um, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a mad time because we, we, we don't know where to start. 
We don't know we're talking about the weekend's football or the weekday's football because there's a full set of fixtures this week. Um, it's like the nether's on, Adam, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone most of the time. <laughs> what a weekend in Liverpool. What, what a day, Sunday. Yeah, how was it? How did, how did you get on? Great. Did you drink Great. lots? No, not as much as no. you might have thought. I think I said it in the record, but it was my birthday last week. Right. And myself and Dave, I don't know if we said this, but we found ourselves in coils of Kulak of all places. Again, Cream McGuinness was had. I woke up Saturday morning and went like, what can I even describe as the worst headache in creation? And I didn't want to drink for the rest of the weekend. Naturally enough, I did. You definitely heard it in Dublin Airport six in the morning. Yeah. You could definitely hear it. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> we, went, we, went to, uh, we went to the Guinness Star House then on Saturday, and then obviously Liverpool was on Sunday. But we had got a few ales now, in fairness. I think we had like, I had like five or six aside after the game. A few dark fruits before the game. Like, I don't know why people do this to I don't know why we do this to ourselves around this time here. But Liverpool, to get back to your question, was, was a very enjoyable experience. Yeah. And did you see much sightseeing or was it just purely football? I don't know. So we got there, Ryanair and flight, naturally enough, was delayed. So we got there at like. <laughs> naturally enough. <laughs> we should have landed at like 8, but we, got, we landed like half 8. Got into L1 around like half 9. And we just went for some breaks and a few points. But there was like a Santa Claus 5k run that day. They do it every year around the first weekend in December. I've seen it before, like. And so there wasn't a whole lot to actually be done. Right. And then the game was at 2 o'clock, so we, we kind of ventured up to Anfield, ventured around Anfield for a bit. And then went to the game. The game was at 2 o'clock, so um, I've never felt cold like it. I was barely cold. Like as cold as I've ever been, I think. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was freezing now. The last few days have been freezing. Mm. Even though it's quite cold, not as cold as it was, but. Um, it's so yeah, cool. you and Dave have already talked about this game, but uh, you enjoyed it anyway. You enjoyed the the trail, the trails and the spills. I did. I, I thought it was. I, I think me and Dave might have said it already, but yeah, you said it. About Arsenal winning games that they shouldn't win. I don't necessarily think we should have won that. Mm. And if we're quick to say about Arsenal, you know, <clears throat> pulling up a title fight, etc. I think you have to try Liverpool into the mix now because that game on Sunday was not like for for the goals that were in it and close for the actual match play. It was good in that sense. But Liverpool's performance is very poor. I, I, th- I, think, I think defensively the goals conceded were very poor. I don't think we conceded if we have Alisson in goal, but that's all irrelevant. Um, and all them back, friends side as well. Uh, well, uh, that's, that's a, a vast overstatement. But, uh, oh, OK. Every, every goal that we scored was unbelievable. So I think we still have that firepower, you know, without any of the forwards even scoring as well. So I think Liverpool are right in there. The only unbeaten team left in the Premier League um, I'm saying all this like I don't know what, t- what day this podcast is going to be out so it's going to be out tomorrow by the, so time, by the time this is out Liverpool could have lost to Sheffield United <laughs> because of the sack of Paul Hagenbaum well, I think it's probably a nice segue to go Kieran. I think so yeah I think, I think talking about the football the weekend when this sort of crazy run of fixtures happening isn't very mm. practical because people would have watched them and they would have watched Tuesday Wednesday mm. it's all out of the head already mm. but uh, Paul Hagenbaum is fresh in the mind Adam mm. uh, sacking that came Very last well night deserved. or today was it today officially mm. um, and Chris Wilder comes in Chris Wilder back in the Premier League is, is by name by nature is wild I don't know how <laughs> he's done this but I think I think look we've been asked a lot of times who's going to be the first manager sack and I think I think a part of the problem now with managing the football is there's not great options out there mm, there's, that's not, true. there's not options out there that you go 
Right, you had come out and sacked. He could have sat there for maybe an hour, thinking of one manager to take him over. And obviously Wilder comes back, he's been there, he's done that, I think they trust him. But I don't know how Heckham Ottens last as long. Five against Burnley on Saturday, which is bad to be nice. Means companies Burnley. Um yeah. You hadn't won a game in about nine games. Like, I don't know how they've they they have less points now than what Derby did when Derby broke records in Premier League in I think two thousand eight. So it's like and they are that bad and I didn't think they were. Do you but think, they are genuinely that bad. Do you think this will be a success or a failure again with Chris Wilder coming back in? Do you think it's going to work out? Or do you think I think the damage is done. The damage is done already. I think... I, you see, I, I said it to Dave. If you look at Bournemouth's team, Sheffield United's team, and Lewin's team, I actually think pound for pound, Sheffield United probably have the best side. Mm. I don't think Lewin are up too much. I, think, I definitely don't think Bournemouth are up too much. And I don't know if it's bad management or it's just lack of quality, or both. So, does Wilder come in, make them defensively stable, try and make a few goals up top, and that's how they stay up? Or is it more the same? Like, it could very well be either or. So, I, I, what we'll say is cheeky prediction for the game against Liverpool. I think Liverpool are going to struggle. I can see Sheffield United nicking something off Liverpool, whether that be a win or a draw. And I think that's, it's mad how football works here. We're unbeaten in the Premier League. We're, we're one of the better teams in the Premier League, and we're going to possibly the worst team ever to play Premier League football. And I still am as pessimistic as I am. It's crazy. It's mad how I, football works. I think that's for a reason, though. Yeah. Keep the expectations low. You'll never be disappointed. Well, this, is it, this is it. I have a wild question to throw out there. Seeing as we can't talk about any games, and well, what's the point? Uh, who's going to be top of Christmas? Oh. Well, December 23rd is Liverpool Arsenal. Right. So I'd like to be sitting here on December 23rd. Of the opinion that whoever wins that finishes top at Christmas, but like teams have finished top at Christmas and then not won the league. Like this is it's not. It's always Arsenal though. Well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> once or twice. I don't think it's as it's as much of a, as an indicator yeah. as what it was years ago. Yeah, true. Because um, I think years ago there was a psychological edge. So who whereas do you have? now I feel it's not teams can just pull it around. Um, a lot of if, ifs and buts. Hart says Liverpool. Head says Man City. I have Arsenal finishing uh, uh, top of Christmas right. again, right. and bottling that and bottling in, in May. Right, it's like you see, life works in cycles, Adam. You know, this, still, this is the cycle I of life. I don't think Arsenal are that great. Like, it's, <laughs> this is the problem that we're having. I think they're better than what they were last year for a multitude of reasons, but I still don't think. Like, I'll put it this way: they're not. They're definitely not what. Liverpool and Man City were for all those years. They're nowhere near that, I don't think. Not yet, no. Um, but according to the XG table of life, oh, Jesus. Uh, Chelsea are above Arsenal. So that says a lot. You know, Does it, it says the, the it says top four, Chelsea are in the top four of the XG nothing. table. Where are they actually, Chelsea, in the league? Tenth. Okay. But they're, it's a very, very competitive league. It's a very competitive league. It this is. Year. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's the reason why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're mad. I think they're. Um, Chelsea looking to get away on the weekend against Brighton. Yeah, well, I think it was defensively resolute performance. For a chance. Uh, what I would say is, I do think the Mudrick penalty was questionable in the fact of how it, how it was given through VAR. Virus. Because if the ref gave it, you'd say, "Oh, fair enough, penalty." But it's the fact they analyse it and then they give it. 
and it's like one of them 50-50 ones that can yeah. it's not clear and obvious like uh, it's not what VAR is supposed to be VAR is so I, I think if we're going into the geopolitics of VAR which which what Premier League has become at this point right. uh, I, I reckon scrap uh, everything that's not offsides that's my that's my, my take on it I think just uh, semi made offside get rid of the rest there's no point it's, not, it's ruined football there's no point blatant handballs should it's, be handballs it's too far now it's gone too far do you know? I don't know. Well, what, what is a handball? Like even that question, like <laughs> I think it's too far now. But that was always the referee's subject, subjective opinion. To I, I would rather be here giving out about referee giving a penalty to a team that shouldn't have been given than VAR taking up half an hour of my time and giving a penalty that shouldn't have been given. <laughs> yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's like I cut out the middleman. Do you know what I mean? Get, either get rid of the referees or just get robots on the pitch or something. Like, it's, it's too far along now. It's, they're, they're trying... Seemingly the next thing they're doing is, is bringing in sim bins, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Howard well. Webb job. Like, just ruining... He, do, he just ruins refereeing as well as football. There's, like a, there's, a, <laughs> there's no in between for this man. He just wants to ruin everything. He wants to ruin our lives. This man because, like... Football is a game played by 22 men on a, on a pitch... And there's a man in the middle who rules it all. It's not that difficult. And it's usually a bald man as well. It is. Well, it's, all, it's a cult. I've, <laughs> I've had this conversation before. It's a cult. <laughs> man, slow and steadily. Every single one of them. Chris Cavan would be next. And then whoever else. Mm. You know. Bring back Phil Dowd. Do you remember Phil Dowd? Philip Dowd. He accepted no shit, man. Fat <laughs> Phil. I having nothing off anybody. Thick Philip. If, if, someone, if someone came up to him giving out to him. <laughs> He just wouldn't have it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, you need you need you need strong minded characters. John Moss. John Moss. <laughs> another another overweight. Mike man. Dean. Mike Dean, he was bald, he was a bit of now. But like He's a bit of a meme, wasn't he? I just think the game's so far gone. Like even on Sunday in Anfield, the two Fulham goals, right? Both go to VAR. Or the first two. Both go to VAR. And you're standing there like Scratching the heads to go, like, what was going on here? There's no, there's no transparency between VAR and the fans in the stadium. Whereas when they're at home, it's grand. But it's a spectator sport. Like, you, mm. people pay good money to go to these games, so they should at least have the transparency to show them what's going on. Do you know, I yeah. think I definitely think there's ways of improving it. But I think politically speaking, it's, it's too far along now, and they're just they're too ignorant to want to change it. So I, I don't think it's changed. That'd be my view on it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think the way forward is probably to give or to punish the referees, uh, give them uh, more accountability for their decisions, you know? Or to get them to take more accountability. Will that happen, though? Well, I, I don't think so, because we're under a, a dark moral dictatorship from uh, Howard, Howard, Howard Webb in the sky there. Mm. He's like, uh, what's <clears throat> the Hunger Games? He's the... He's the overlord. Or uh, do you ever watch the Truman Show? He's no. controlling everything from above. Okay, okay, you know, okay. he's controlling Truman's life. It's sad. Isn't Spoiler it? alert! Sorry, Truman Show. It's a great film. It's sad, isn't Jim it? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. No. It's it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. I think just power and money rule all. You know, at the end of the like, day. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to get too deep, girl. But that, that's <laughs> kind of the way it goes. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. It is Vincent Brown. 
Um, what is it? It's not really. <laughs> but, um, so it look like? <laughs> it looks very like it. Enjoying a point here in Moonies as well. I actually love Vincent Rapp. I actually do yeah, like yeah. I write him as a, as a host. <laughs> um, M podcast. <laughs> I was delved into this girl. Um, but yeah, we're, we're probably going to be back to our regular schedule of programming next week. Yeah, I mean, what do we talk about here? Sheffield United, Sheffield United and, and VAR. And VAR. <laughs> and Vincent Brown. <laughs> I wonder if you get that often. Um, but yeah, thanks, Will, for joining us. I have here. a picture with you. You look just like me, mate. <laughs> Vincent. Vincent, you. Vincent Brown. Tavy Tree, Virgin Media. Vincent. <laughs> did you hear? Did, did they tell me about Danny Woody? Oh, no. We didn't tell the story. So we were walking down. We, were, we met Dylan and his dad, John, after the match because they were over there as well. Yeah. Like, it was completely coincidental. Um, and we went for a few points to them after the Man City game. So we had to kind of rush down to get an Uber to the airport to come home. Like, So we were walking through L1 to get to points around for Scran, like quick fill. And we were like rushing down L1. And I wasn't lashing, it was kind of spitting around. And Danny Murphy just with two random women walked past us. And me and Dave said, Ah, oh, Jesus, there's Danny Murphy. How are you, Danny? And he just goes, All right, lads. <laughs> and that was the end of direction. That was it, like. We just went off about ourselves, got our food, went to fucking went home then. I'd say he was going I'd say he was walking home going, Who the fuck were those two man? Like, like leave, leave me alone. Oh, I love that interaction just like the train is all Oh, there's Danny Murphy. How are you Danny? Yeah, I just goes, Alright lads, just kept walking like didn't even stop like didn't we didn't even look at each other like But um that was a Liverpool girl. Yeah, it sounds good. I kind of I kind of do want to apologize for anyone listening because we were very tired. In it, and you can probably hear it in our voices. I probably sound much more energetic now, do I? Yeah, well, it's. I think I bring your energy up. Uh, I don't want to tell my own but I don't know about I, that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> thanks for getting this far. Anyways, um, what an awful podcast, though. Oh. <laughs> it was good listening. It was good listening. I enjoyed don't it. Don't do that to us. But um, yeah, we, I, I think I interrupted it in some way. There, I was about to say no. Yeah. Thanks for everyone for getting this far. We do apologise for. I suppose the lack of energy at times, isn't it? But I hope you enjoyed our country of uh, the Shannon plane not taking off. Did you hear that? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. It's not coming home. It's not going home. (laughs) Um, We ended up getting home before that plane as well, which is quite funny. But um, yeah, thanks for listening to this Away Days episode, which has featured Kieran in some way, shape or form. But um, yeah, we leave it there so, and uh, we'll hear from you again next week. Song of Fall.